Hey, welcome. <laughs> I'm laughing already. Look at that. It's because the way you looked at me. Oh, whatever, whatever. These things don't have to start off with a certain way. Anyway, welcome back to the Acclimatic Contention. I almost forgot the name. Uh, as usual, I am Jared. With me, I have Fernando hey. and Daniel Echevarria. Hey, there we go. And uh, we are going to be talking about careers. <laughs> We'll open it up, Fernando. It's your topic. Fernando is sitting high on this one. He wants to talk about this. So I so said, you know, we're going to do this today, Fernando. All right. So we're going we're gonna to let you open this up. All right. So I think um, it's very important to, to choose the, the right career path. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a big investment of, of time and, and money. And I believe you got to choose a career that you love, a career that you want you want to stay in that field long term and you also want to see that there is growth and demand within that field so we're going to be talking about about that all right cool so so what are you how do you feel so far about your career because i don't know if i like my career you don't know if you like i don't know if i like mine but you go ahead with yours all right (laughs) i really i love my career i'm super pumped about it i like the how the scale of the, the, the work that I do, how it impacts millions of people, because I do software engineering. And, you know, a change that I make in the code uh, can affect, you know, can, or brings benefits to millions of users. So I love this, the scalability of the, the job that I do. Okay, so, so what do you do exactly? Well, you don't have to say, like, what company, but what do you do, like, summary so I work on a, on a site. Um, I'm adding new features to, to, to a site that millions of users uh, use. Nice. So, yeah. Any, like, and also, I think that, that career, uh, the software engineer uh, career is very, uh, there is a lot of growth and a lot of demand. And the compensation is, is very, very attractive and really good, really high. Now, how long have you been doing this? I've been doing this for three years. Oh, dang. Okay, okay. So let me ask you a question. Did you do this because you like software engineering or you do it for the money? Uh, I will say both, but more because I like it. I really, um, I'm, I have like a creative mindset. I love uh, solving problems. Um, so I love engineering. I love thinking outside the box. Um like solving problems, that's that's my thing. Okay, so when you chose this career path, there was already like the potential of growth for like, you know, the tech industry, and there was just going to be inevitably like this long, um, you know, there wasn't. I don't think there's a downturn to going the, in the path you're saying because there's you know high potential. It's just a growing market. But how do you tell somebody like you know it's like something else? Like maybe they don't love tech. Maybe they like art. You know, or maybe like liberal arts or some shit like that. You know, maybe they, they're passionate about it. It's not a very financially a growth industry. I think you should go for what you're passionate about, but you also have to be realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, is there demand? Are you talented? Can you do this? And you can also take what you love as a hobby and do something that pays you well. And do something that pays you uh, well, so software engineering is a, a good career to, to pick right. in that aspect. But it's also very difficult to, like, 
It is extremely difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, something that it takes a while to master too. You have to know a lot of code. Right? Yeah, definitely. I'm still learning. I'm a student of of the game, but um, yeah. I mean, I love. I'm also very curious, so I don't mind keep learning and keep up with with new technologies. You know, I actually talked to somebody with my job when I was still in the office, and they, they told me something very interesting. They told me uh, not to follow your passions. They'd say, follow your, what you're good at. You mm. know, so there's a lot of things, there are a lot of things in life that you're like, oh, I could be passionate about, you know, playing guitar or, mm. you know, dancing or, you know, doing this and doing that. Like, you know, it's not something that could bring you money, though. I don't think you have to be good at it. I think... You have to like it and you have to like be persistent. I wasn't good as I am today when I started. Right. So mm -hmm. if I would have gave it up, like, oh, I'm not good at this. But I, I'm a very persistent person. And okay, uh, I want to, I have to keep going, right? So I have to get better at this. So it took me time, right? Like everything. To I mean, I, I haven't mastered. I'm still learning till today. But... If you don't give up and you try to keep learning and you have an open mind. But like, look, check this out. Go for I'm it. good at bachata. Okay. Cool. Mm. Can I make a career out of it? Sure. But I have to do yeah. a lot of stuff to get there. And True. to get to like a salary of what you make, it would probably take forever or like longer. Or I could start doing what you do, which exactly. is coding. I don't, not a, I'm not passionate about coding, but maybe I get good at it. And then get good at something and then prove myself and get worth. It's not as passionate. So what I'm trying to say is if you're passionate about them something, but it doesn't provide actual income, it's not it's 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 a I think it's a silly thing that a lot of people like to say, like, oh you, if it's passionate and makes you money, that's great. But if it's passionate but you're still living in a hole, like you're surviving day by day kind of, it's not worth the struggle. I was like saying, look, for example, teachers, right? They get paid like shit. Yeah. Right. But there's people who are passionate about it that make what forty, maybe even fifty k a year. Mm -hmm. So do you really think these people are going to be like, oh yeah, I love teaching, I love going to school and dealing with these fucking kids and screaming at me and everything right. like that? No. If you want to get out of that situation, you have to choose a job that's gonna a job or a career that's gonna end up making you income, regardless of your passions. So when I talked to this guy, he was doing chemistry, he was doing all this other stuff. He's in the tech industry and all that stuff, and he says, I don't like any of this shit. Mm -hmm. I don't really care for it, but it makes me a lot of money and I'm good at it. You know what he, what he likes to do. I think he, for what I remember, he likes to make music, right? That sound like me. It sound like you. Yeah. And I was like, and I was talking to him like, yo, he, he does all this other side hustles and all this stuff and makes so much money. But he, none of it. And I asked him like, do you like any of the things that you're doing? Like any of this money? Like, no, I do it purely for money. And he told me like, your passions don't usually make you money. If you're passionate about something and it doesn't make you any income, it's like it's great to be love. You love things to do, but you want them to do both. You want to be passionate and you want to do something that makes you income because that's just the way the world works. You need money to survive. Yeah. So you need a career regardless of what you like to do if you want to get out of the situation. If I only make a certain amount of money, but if I wanted to level up, I need to do something else. And this industry is very limiting in my growth department. I need to change my career path regardless if I'm passionate about it. Passion only gets you so far if you don't really get out of your situation. I mean, in my opinion, the the most important thing is to be happy with what you do. Mm. I don't think money should be the priority. I think there's got to be like a balance between one and the other. I think you have to be 
you have to you talk. have to like what you're doing because you're spending most of your time no, doing it. No, I know people that like that don't like coding and they do it because they love money. Uh, yeah. True, so you have to that. you have to tolerate what you do. You don't have right. to like it. I mean, shit. I love doing other things besides anything in my job, but I have to do it because I have to make money. So my point is, you don't have to love your job. I know plenty of people that hate their job, but they make good money. So my point is, you have to tolerate it. True. True. And it's it thing is, you know, let's be honest. There's a lot of people that want to be a rock star. I want to be a singer. You want to be a painter and all that stuff that they're really f they're passionate about and fun. But the chances of being exposed in that market is really rare. Right. True. So my point is, don't follow your passions unless they actually make you income. True. Do things that are going to make well, you money. Well, I, I don't know. I about mean, that. but you can do the, your passions as a hobby too. Like, well, yeah, I'm not saying that, but it, it, you're not going to live off your art if you can't make any money off exactly, it. Exactly, because you're not talented enough or your yeah. art is not out there. It's well, not being yeah. exposed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think another issue with that is that a lot of us don't get a chance to explore our passions. Like a lot of like like there's a I think it's like Malcolm Gladwell. Don't quote me on that. I don't know art. I mean, I don't know Arthur's like that. Uh, but anyway, the the uh, you ever read that book, The Outliers? No. Right. Oh well, the whole book. Summing up real quick. Spoilers for anyone who wants to read the book. Uh, it just talks about like to become a, a professional or expert in something, you have to give it ten thousand hours, right? So when we see these people who are like rock stars and stuff, they, they, they had time to put in, you know, put in the hours to their craft. So by the time they hit like the, the stage or whatever they had to do, they just say like a rock star, right? And say Slash, right? The, the great guitarist, from, at least from Guns N' Roses, right? Okay. And uh, like, like he didn't just do it overnight. Like he had to put so much time into that. But then like he was so magnificent of it. Like it was almost like. He had he had nowhere else to go. Like it was just like the universe just gave it to him after that. Like yeah, you put in the time for it. I mean, it could be just be affirmation, but at the same time, like just just because like you can do something doesn't mean like you're going to be able to do. Like you still have to be you still have to be great. LeBron isn't LeBron because he can because he can shoot sometimes. Like he's LeBron because he put in the hours to be LeBron. Well, here's a, there's a difference between LeBron and say another basketball player. Both of them can put ten thousand hours equivalently, but like. You could do 10,000 hours of shit. He's talented too. Yeah, okay, like, yes. there's a point. You could do 10,000 hours of shit or 10,000 hours of actual work. The difference between the two is like, say, you look, Fernando is a coder, right? Cool. Mm -hmm. And there's somebody else that's learning the same shit. They say we pull, line up, blah, blah, blah. depending on where, how you learn it, how proficient you became with it, how, you know, you learn all this stuff. You could do 10,000 hours of average, adequate things, or you could be amazing in 10,000 hours. Or you might need more than 10,000 hours. I'm mm -hmm. saying 10,000 hours is like a... a not a not a prerequisite to say that's master. I would say it takes more sometimes. You know, depending it varies from person to person. But what I'm saying is that you could do ten thousand hours of shit. I could be I could learn guitar for ten thousand hours and I'm still shit. Or like I'm saying I'm bad. I'm not saying that's probably gonna happen. But you're not gonna be a rock star after that amount of time. Yeah, but I I doubt you'd be trash. Uh, no, I definitely yeah. Don't think, yeah no I definitely don't think yeah. you'd be trash. I think if you do ten thousand hours and you're trash and you really are garbage. Yeah, but I mean at the end of the day, I mean it's still at the end it, there's a lesser luck of a drop. I mean. With you being a coder, I mean, you still have to, uh, you still have to fight for a position. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's very competitive. Like, there is like a competitive market. Yeah, there. yeah. And you know, since since coding in itself, you know, at first it was such a, a niche position, because not to mean people knew it, you know, like or like the language kept changing so much. But now there's so many avenues to learn how to code. So many people are just becoming code because it goes back to what you're saying. It's people not, are becoming for the money, They're not doing it because they exactly, they like it. Yeah. So it's not not only being a coder; it's being good enough to like fill the position. Like, yeah, no, I completely agree. You can't just say, "Oh, dilly dally, I do the certificate, boom, boom, yeah. boom, I'm gonna get the job." No, you have to be actually 
doing extra shit. You have to be proficient. The degree doesn't get you the, the career anymore. You have to be exceptional in some of the cases. You have to prove your worth. I mean, you could get the position to like the low degree, but right. like what, like, you know, if, if you don't mind me mentioning like, you know, what you're trying to do, you're also trying to move up in positions and other, you know, paths and you're trying to go into higher and higher tiers of uh, etch sure, sure. echelons of like money. Right. Yeah. So you're going to also keep improving your coding skills and you're going to try to say, because I, I think if I recall correctly, you're saying like, I want to keep developing my skills in coding for sure yeah. by doing other things that you're doing by doing other projects by improving yourself and then you could show and transmute that worth to your next you know job application that you're trying to go for right so i'm not saying shit. Right. i'm just saying the next indication of like right. your future you never know when you're going to be yeah or you sure. know yeah you could ask for more money I mean, yeah but i mean that's 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 paving your your career path there yeah you know because like as long as you stay on track you don't have to worry about anything like because you you know especially in your field now you know you will never go backwards so that's a good thing you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Like, like, like like your your career path just doesn't allow you to go backwards definitely you yeah. know like unless even if you get in trouble it's not like a, being a cop like you get a cop like no. you like a detective you might get, i don't know how detectives work but say you're a regular cop <laughs> and then like you might get pushed down to traffic duty you do something bad you do something bad most might happen is you might get fired but you go to another company and yeah. then you could just get a better position exactly yeah you know so it's different, but but you know I want to kind of go back to the to, to the happiness thing, because um, I sat outside my job uh, not too long ago, it was like maybe a couple months ago, and I was just watching people, just like that's like it's like my whole fifteen minute break, and I was just watching people go back. You know, some people who've been there for like five, ten, fifteen, twenty years, right? Decades, yeah. You know, you just and I was thinking to myself, like, do I really like this job? You probably hate it. You know, <laughs> but I was thinking, like, why do I? like it or why don't i like it because when i saw them i was looking at them and it just felt like they were here because they had to be and that's one thing like i don't want to be in a career where i have to be there i want to be there like i understand you you know what you're saying danny about you know like if it doesn't if it doesn't make you money it doesn't make sense to do it but at the same time i understand you Fernando, because like if i don't have any passion behind it then i i can't work well like i right. just don't like it you know and that's what i'm starting to feel now i'm starting to feel like well Maybe I should try for something else because at the end of the day, I don't want to like become like 65, retire and be like, well, all I did was be safe. You know, I, I stayed safe the whole time. I didn't try. I didn't do anything I really wanted to do. And for me, that's just not enough anymore. But so what, what would you what would you say to somebody who who wants to potentially like, I don't know, jump out, jump out the window on this? I think um, <laughs> you should keep your passions uh, no matter what, like. I have, I like, I like dancing. I like playing basketball. I do the things that, I, but I'm not going to be a basketball player. I'm not going to be, you know, mm. uh, and I, I also love solving problems. So not really coding, but like more, I'm more like a problem solver type of thing. So you give me a problem and I love trying to solve it. Mm. So like a puzzle guy. So I'm a puzzle okay. guy. Yeah. Like a straight Laura Croft yeah. guy. Okay. So I, make the computer solve the problem so i lo i like that like the, the coding part of doing that so yeah i really like my career i think uh i think the scalability of coding is like i'm saying you can affect millions of people so That's and true. the complexity that that it has so, is also very complex to so like I don't mean cut you. I want to ask you a it. question though before I forget. It. That's why I'm cut, uh, cutting you off because it reminds me of something Danny has said not too long ago about teachers and stuff. You l actually love your job, 
And do, you I seem do. like you're, you're, loving your, you're loving your job a lot more because of how it affects people. Now, when I'm thinking about teachers, they might not get paid a lot, but they do it because they love teaching they kids. They do affect a lot of yeah, people, they too. A lot of people. Not at a high scale, but they do affect people. Right. See, what, what if we lived in a more communistic society? Would that be better for us? Would we be able to actually like pursue our passions? Do you think? Like, oh, how would that change? Oh, hell things? no! Like, no. You don't think so? You don't no. think that would you change mean, things? You mean, you mean communism? Yeah, I'm not a communist. I don't want what? anybody like kicking in my door. No, no. Like, mm. but the, I mean, the what? whole the whole point of Fernando's speech is part of. Yes, he gets to, you know, influence a lot of people, but there's also influence on how much income he's making too. So like his like look there's there's been statistics that show that if you're making a certain amount of income at least around seventy to eighty thousand as an American it's it's usually well off and you're probably gonna be happy anything more than that there isn't a necessity but it's like a bonus that's like your average content of happiness mm-hmm. so where he's sitting right now he's pretty good and he wants to make more money that's great that's that's a motivator but if you're living in that same reality with the communism where everyone's kind of well off on the same balance sheet, he's not going to be motivated to do the things that he's doing. Yeah, no. He's right. going to he's going to be living in a shithole and he's going to be like dealing with this like wait, I'm I'm this and I'm getting paid the equivalent to like this? Well, that's why I no, said like I if we lived in that society, you think I think you, you should more. I think you should I mean, I used to live in that society. I used to live in Cuba. Cuba, yeah. a doctor is a poor guy. Like <laughs> a taxi crazy. driver makes more than a doctor. So Really? Yeah. 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 Not here. It's so, total yeah. So in here, the more the more you know, knowledge is power. So the more you know, the more you get paid, basically. Okay. So that's why America's great because so capitalism. America, is yeah, up, up, capital, capitalism works perfectly. Yeah. So. so, like coming to America is like step one for your career path. Yes, that okay. same doc- and and that field here in America is yeah. really well. That paid. same doctor will be making well over fucking I don't know how much, like two hundred k over here, like probably. Yeah. You know, like he know, he knows so much. Like you know how it is to become a doctor. Like it takes years. And it takes like eight years at least. It takes, yeah. And I'm like, you're dedicating a lot of time in your life and you're getting paid less than what you're saying. A taxi driver? I you, mean, you got to really like your job. Yeah, you got to yeah. really like or, helping people. Or you got to move somewhere who's going to treat you like with res- that same degree of like what you think you're worth. Because that's the thing. He has a mentality of, I want my worth to equate to what my skill is. Mm. And that's the thing. He's going out there and he's achieving things and moving up by getting paid for what he's worth. But if he was living in another society that pays him equivalent to other people's worth, like I could do nothing and I get paid as much as him. You you also need to know how to negotiate your worth. That's very important. Yeah, the negotiation phase. Can, can you expound on that a bit, Fernando? Because why, so, why do you think so many people actually don't know their worth? Well, you first of all, you got to know your talent, your talent, your that what you can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So you got to know yourself and you also have to study the market. So what is the salary range that this position is paying and what other companies are paying? So if you're talented, they probably want to hire you, right? Right. So and other companies are paying this amount, you also have to look at the location, uh, like the city, what type of market you're looking for, Mm. and study how, what other companies are paying, and then based on that, you find a range, and then you negotiate. You try to find the best compensation uh, package that fits your talent, and, and you will feel satisfied about. I and, but you got to compare it to the market, though. 
What what is the market pain? See, that's the thing though, right? Because in my position, right, like I I just got a I just got a job interview the other day, right? And they wanted me to basically go down a position, right? In a sense, in a position. This is like another company, right? But I don't want to one, I don't want to stunt my own growth because I'm already like moving past that, right? Of course. But then two, they were like, Oh, we can we can give you this much. I'm like, well, if you want me to come down, now I have to, one, you have to pay me more than where I'm at now. Because now not only well, plus I just plus I want more. And then, but then two, I I'm like stunting myself to come down to help you. You know what I mean? Because the way I'm thinking right now is I shouldn't leave the position I'm in now because whenever I do decide to leave, I'll have a a, a wider skill set. You know, I'll be more marketable. I can I can have a better chance of going wherever. I, like if I end up in Delaware for some reason, you know, I have a better chance in Delaware. I don't know why I said Delaware like that. There's nothing wrong with Delaware. You know, but uh, no taxes. Yeah, there's no taxes in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a swell place. I've never been to Delaware. I just I hate putting hard stuff on stuff on places I've never been. But anyway, uh, but yeah, but I think that that's the thing. So like, even even if the money is unless it's like really substantially more, I don't. You got to kind of think long term, right? That's what I'm thinking. Like, I don't want to be pigeonholed into a position anymore. You know. I want to be able to oh, no, you know, I can do that, but I also can do all of this. No, I mean, that's, True. A, that's the thing. Like, you have to understand, like, if you're paying, if you're getting paid substantially more where it's like a huge gap of like what you're getting right now, then it might be like, well, I'm fine with this. Fuck it. I mean, that's what I'm getting paid. Mm. But like, you know, people won't say that money buys happiness, but it buys the things that make you happy. It buys a degree of happiness. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. But, but you know, I, I found this interesting when I was in Michigan, right? Uh, I'm trying to get quick. This guy I knew, right? He was like, like really smart, right? But he wouldn't go to the next tier of where we were at. at the time. I was doing like a help desk, right? Basically, like tier two stuff, right? And I was like, "Yo, why don't you go tier three? Like, you've been here for years. Why don't you go?" And he was like, "Well, first of all, I like my schedule here, right?" He said, "He said, he said I like it because I work nine hours a day, and every other week, I, every other week, I get the Friday off. That's how it adds up." And he said, "You know, I don't have to think too much." You know, I come in, do the do the job, I go home, and that's it. You know, I don't take work home with me, yada, yada. And he was like, if I went to tier three, I would have to, one, be on call. You know, my hours would change, and I wouldn't be able to spend time with my family as much as I do. And he said, to me, even though the money is more, my family is more important, so I'm not going to go. And I respect it. Yeah. I respect it because it's like he's saying that, it is it, he's not just taking his because if he was by himself there's no doubt in my mind he would have just done this already he wouldn't have a reason not he to would, he wouldn't have a reason not to and, i mean like i mean there would have been like the mentality well you maybe just comfortable but like no the thing is like once you settle down and have that degree of like reality of like being with family having kids all that stuff it changes your perspective of what you think it's priority like there's there's tears to your life that you have to hold back because you have to understand like well i could make more money and provide for my family but i won't even be there like i'm just going to be like a provider yeah, man, that's. I think it's the the superstar paradox. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm a fucking invisible you, figure. Yeah, you can provide all this, but you're not here. So yeah. what's the point? Yeah, it's you no. know. But kind of, I kind of want to. I want to ask you a question, Fernando, because I was having a question with somebody else uh, from my job, and we were uh, we were going over the conversation of at work. Would you rather be uh, a jack of all trade or a master of one? Um. 
I'm willing to learn anything. So, um, yeah, I will. Yeah, I, I master one skill. I like to master one skill, but I don't mind um, doing other things. Mm -hmm. So I'm very open to learning new things. I'm not, you know, like, oh, I, I can adapt. But if you had to pick, if you had to be like, you, this is your lane. Like, I don't know, you know, if it was like, hey, uh, programming, right? And just programming in this specific code, let's say Python, right? Python, yeah. Right? Like, if anybody had questions or something had to be changed, that was you, right? Or would you rather be the guy who'd be like, hey, there's there's several other issues going around here. You know a little bit about it, all, all of this. Can you handle this? I think I'm the guy that knows a little bit of all, yeah, I don't master, like, I don't focus on one thing. Um, I try to learn as much as I can, but also there are a couple skills that are my go-to, like like Java and Python. Those are the working on the back end. I'm more familiar with that, but I don't mind uh, doing something new. Uh, I mean, I can learn it and I, I can adapt really quickly to, to things. That's how you have to be in this market. Like, yeah, but Do you think there's a hindrance to one versus the other? Yeah, there is. What what would you say, Danny? Growth potential. You limit yourself by spreading yourself yeah. too much. If you if you do that kind of reality where you're like, hey, I'd rather be good at Python and Java and C and fucking, you know, all this shit, even SQL and all that shit, then you're you're gonna spread yourself so thin as opposed to the person who's master of one. Mm -hmm. For me, I had this conversation with you when we were talking about salsa and bachata, right? Right. Would you wanna be good at salsa, bachata, zoo, kisamba, all the styles, or you wanna be good at one? When I get recognized for my skill, I get recognized for what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. And I want to be good at one thing. And it's either because I'm really good at it and passionate, or I want to be continuously pursuing the knowledge of it. Usually, nine times out of ten, if that subject, like Python, it's so much things you could do on it, it would probably take you decades to master that kind of skill. Mm -hmm. Like really become a craft. Because there's people out there who are still doing it, and they've been doing it for years. And, and they're, they're still, still learning. learning. They're yeah. still learning. Well, you, I rather talk to that. The thing is that, that coding is very complex, so it's like right. you, you're always learning yeah, no matter what. It's like yeah, it's ever changing. Right, but that's it's like a maze. It's like that's the thing. I rather, I, I rather be. You love it. I love it. I love it. Right, but yeah, I the don't thing, know. the thing is, you you get recognized as a master when you're like at that level. Like you don't want to be. Yeah, could you know a little bit of everything? Great, you know, like fuck you could dive deep into multiple avenues and just have multiple amounts of information and know a little bit of this and a little bit of that a little bit of that or you could be good at one thing or maybe one or two things mm. then nine to ten things because i i talk to the people that know all the shit they're talking about because then you get to the deeper questions you're like oh shit this person can provide more knowledge because they're really good at their craft i mean in programming um the code that you know doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, what changes is the syntax. Mm -hmm. What matters is like having a good problem solving ability. Like I'm going to give you a problem. Can you solve the problem? Oh, I can you, are you resourceful? Can you find the answers? Can you, you know, can you do your research? Can you figure it out? You know, See, that's another like that. good point. Cause I actually, I want to remember what you were saying. Cause I actually want to come back to that. Uh, I was talking to somebody at work and he told me one day, he said, it's not always what you know that I'm worried about, that I'm concerned about. It's how it's, you. It's, it's, it's do you know where to get the answer? Exactly. That's it. You know, if you're, if you're more resourceful than you are knowledgeable, you're probably better off. Right. You know what I mean? 
Exactly. Yeah, being resourceful is very, very important. Like, like looking for the answers, like knowing who to contact to get the answer. Um, also, encoding. Um, it's not also solving the problem. It's solving the problem uh, efficiently. Like, if your code takes a year to run, your code is worthless. Right. So can you code run in two seconds? Can you make it in two seconds? Because yep. if you make it in a year, you get the answer in a year, but your code <laughs> is worthless. Right. You know what I mean? It took a year. Because you're working with millions of d data, right? Millions of people, right? Yeah. So you want your code to be efficient, and the, that efficiency part is the complex part. It's not only solving the problem, it's solving the problem efficiently. Right. So, Could you imagine yeah. that, though? A code that takes a year? I would assume it's well, a, it's it could. It could if you don't do it the right way. That'd be horrible. You had to be the worst coder. Like, I'm like, paying. I'm paying this guy how much? I know, right? <laughs> how long? Well, you I mean, wait for I'm saying. Uh, I'm just giving an example. It's a simple it's, results. It could <laughs> happen. It could happen. Uh, but now, what I want to say. Uh, last thing, and then we gotta close up. Okay. But uh, you know, I if anybody anybody listens to this who works with me, they'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. There's a guy I work with, two guys. Uh, I kind of work under one, and then like with the other one. But I used to work under him. Uh, one guy is like very proficient in in SQL. Like that's all he does. Like that's his bread and butter. Like I can't slip anything past him if I try, right? Because that's just what he knows, right? So anytime there's a problem, people just with SQL, they come to him for SQL. Any other thing, they leave him alone, right? But this other guy, like, he is fantastic at everything else, right? He, he knows a little bit about everything, right? The problem with that is that every time there's an issue, when someone doesn't know it, he gets defaulted to every time. So now you don't have any, like, I mean, you don't really get too much personal time at work, but, like, you're always on call. Like, you're always the backup to everybody, and that's the one thing I was thinking about. Like, I don't want to be everyone's backup. I that, don't. That's the thing. That's the, that's the problem that that person's in because they think in a mentality that this guy's also a master of everything. Yeah. When you're a master of one, they look at you uh, like that. So like they look towards you guidance on that. But when you know a little bit of everything, they don't know that you know only a little bit of everything. They think of this, oh, you're the guy that I could go to for everything. So they think that you're a master of all trades, not a jack of all trades. Right. Think of that term. A master of all trades, it's it's really impossible, not impossible, but it's rare to find someone that's just like a master of this. And okay, this, and but this, are this. you a master of, of one thing, but are you open to learn new things? No, that's, no, no, that's no, another no, that's thing. Not, that's not the question. The question no. he's saying is that people are coming to this individual thinking that they have to ask him every single question because he knows a little bit of everything. The, the perception that he's giving off or this person's giving off is they think that they that I can rely on this person when I need him to ask him a question. But like, that's a problem because then that person's going to think, oh shit, like I'm going to be bombarded with all these questions and maybe there's going to be questions I don't know how to answer. But if they change their mentality or if I change my mentality or how people perceive me of like, I'm good at this and this is what I'm good at. You could come to me on this and only this. Or you can rely, I can reliably answer this question 100% every time, all the time. Then they won't keep coming to him on other departments of skill. See, if you're a, a jack of all trades, you get also treated into this lump of being a master of all trades. Because people think your skill translates to everything. Mm -hmm. So the SQL guy won't get asked questions on other things that he doesn't know. But he will get asked on SQL because he's been treated that way. And other people have viewed him to be that way. So when people ask him questions about whatever department or whatever other thing is like, I don't know that much about it. I would say I know SQL and that's it. I would limit the kind of conversation that you're going to talk 
with that person because I want them to only know that I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I can't tell them I'm not good at this, but I'm not the best person you could go to. You could go to that guy for that. And you know, even if you're the the jack of all trades or the jack, you know, whatever, I think you still have to limit yourself. Like you have to just pick a lane. Like, look, I'm sorry. Like, and that's, that's what I started doing at work with some people. I was like, look, that used to be my position. Now I'm here. If you can't find anybody else, yeah, come to me. But if not, yo, I'm this guy. Exactly. Yeah. And you have to change the tune of the perception of people are giving you. Because if they're labeling you as that type of person, it's because you, as the individual, are making that happen. Yeah. So true. you have to change that about you know, other people's perception in that sense. So, so Danny, what do you think about like the ROI of like starting this career compared to like a doctor or... The, the coding? Yeah, like software engineering. Oh, it, engineering it, it, it is, it is an, it's an ever-growing market. Like, I, I wish I got into it earlier, but when I, when I first started, um, I, was, I was in computer science. That's my original, you know, oh, wow. first, first uh, uh, degree. I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of it mainly because mainly the teacher or the, the, the teacher was literally just speaking Japanese at this point. I'm not like, no, I'm not, I'm not even joking. Like, she didn't have proper English. And I, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm just going to get away from this because it looks like it's just going to be like a whole shit show. Then I just changed my career path, but I, I, if I look back at it now and I stuck back to it, it would have been a different, different thing. Honestly, that's the, that's the mistake I made. <clears throat> but going forward, I know that it is an ever-growing market because I have two people right in front of me that are literally proving that like it is a high potential for growth. For and sure. you know, if you know, if, and I'm not saying anyone could do it, you have to actually put the time and effort to do it. But I'm just saying, you guys could do it. Then I'm going to put in the time and effort to do it. You could change your life. And that's sure. the thing, like you have to put in the time and it is difficult. And it's, it's always like the, I wish I started earlier. I wish I was like this and that and wishing that, you know, like a lot of people will say this career path is very difficult to get into just like anything else, law, doctor, medical, all this stuff. It's always going to be hard, but, and there's always going to be that mentality. I wish I started when I was younger, but you know, if you delay yourself from even pursuing it because you put blockades on yourself from even pursuing it then you're never going to move forward. You have to start somewhere. You have to start you know? somewhere, yeah. 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 Dang, I really, I actually really want to stick on this topic, but should we, we Should we... No, we should yeah, definitely... We, we already we should already close already up. Already no, yeah. let's, let's close up. But we'll come back to us another topic because I actually really liked it. It was, it was a good picture. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'll let you get last thoughts last. I wanted to show like oh, some salary ranges for Fang. Uh, like we, we can come Fang, yeah. huh? Like Fang means Facebook... Amazon, Netflix, and Google. So, do you want me to show like what uh, a yeah, software engineer no, working ne- for this com- that company can make? Yeah, for next we'll, time. We'll, That's like the top five yeah. percent of. Right. We'll, we'll come back. We'll come back to. Okay. It. I, I promise, we'll, we will come back to this topic because I actually, I think the people want to know. You seem very uh, enthusiastic. No, <laughs> enthusiastic. <laughs> no, no. I see. That, that makes it sound kind of silly. I was gonna say you seem very knowledgeable and like you want. Okay, enthusiastic is a good word. Anyway. Danny, last thoughts. Oh, wait, that was Fernando's last thoughts? No, Fernando's last. He gets the last, last Oh, he gets the last. He gets the last, last thoughts. I think, thoughts. Thoughts. I think it's a very great career. And the first. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, engineering in, in general is a great career, software engineer. There's a lot of growth and a lot of potential. And it's a, a good career to take a look at it and... And try it, and maybe you like it. I mean, the income is really, really good. So, um, I'm gonna say this to like everybody in the audience that listens to this: 
if you're in a situation where you feel like you're not making enough money and you want to change your life and the path that you're on doesn't really grant that kind of growth, you need to change your path. Because in all honesty, if you don't put the time and effort to do something else to change it, you're going to be stuck in the ways. So don't be doomed in the mentality of thinking it's too late to change your life. If it's in, if you have the skill and capability to function as a human being, you have the skill and capability of learning new things. Mm. So you have to, and if you want to do it, if you're comfortable in the position you're in in your life, then that's fine. But if you want to change things that you're going through in your life, you know, salary wise, you have to find other avenues of learning new skills to get that kind of change. Don't think it's ever too late to change your life because it's never, never too late. So go out there, learn new things, become the person you want to be because time is short. Yeah. Man, that's deep. No ways. <laughs> I would just say, uh, I, I agree with both of you, uh, but I, I would just say, if you can put as much, I would say if you have kids, man, try to get your kids to understand what they might want to do early on so they can put time into it so they have a better chance at pursuing something they're passionate about and do something, you know, get into a career they're passionate about as opposed to having to jump into a career because it's lucrative. Nothing wrong with it, but I just, I'm kind of a um, a happiness type person at the end of the day, you know, like I want to be happy with the thing I do, but that's just me. Uh, back to you, Fernando. Fortunately, I'm happy with what I do. It's very complex and some I have to break my head every day, but I really like it, so... I enjoy it. That's what's up. You know, I enjoy mine too. I don't want people to think I don't enjoy my job. I do. I just, I would, I'm not going to lie. I would rather do something more creative. That's just me though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I get you. All right. Thanks uh, <laughs> again for listening. Um, oh. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>